Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. One. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here on the Common Sense Show and the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And we are following up more on this uh, unusual Las Vegas UFO situation. Doug and I still remain skeptical about the so-called Intel report whistleblower from the Air Force, uh, the jet, the job resume and the, let's say, the endorsements of his credibility. They don't fit the normal uh, genre of intelligence officers. But we think that the family was sincere, and we covered that with Tim Alberino last night. Well, there's been some new developments that we're going to share with you. And we asked L.A. Marzulli, who's an expert in this field, to come on and share with you. And, of course, L.A. has been a guest on both Doug's show and my show multiple times. And uh, we hope that you benefit from it because we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And after all, I mean, if these are really aliens and they're landing in people's backyards, this is uh, quite the revelation. Or could it be a made-up deal for Project Blue Beam? I mean, all options are on the table, and we're going to explore that. So, L.A., welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. And, Doug, why don't you start us off on the direction that we want to go? Roger that. L.A., sir, good to be back on with you. Uh, it is a pleasure to be able to pick your brain yep. at the uh, the plethora of information that we have. Yesterday, we had on uh, Tim Albrino. He really gave us some really good insight um, into the ufology and the workings of and that. And so I'm hoping that you can just add and compound to that. And I want to start you off with a question. And that question is what was asked um, to David Grutch, he was the intelligence officer who's now given us all this information about intact UFOs, and he was asked, the non-human intelligence phenomenon is real. We are not alone. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomenon, and it, yet a global solution continues to elude us. So right off the bat, non-human intelligence is real, and we're not alone. What do you make of that statement now coming from a GS-15 government insider? Well, um, I've heard all this for decades, um, and this is what the other side of the aisle promulgates. This is what ancient aliens promulgates. This is what New Agers promulgate. This is what uh, people with all due respect, like Stephen Greer, and he's certainly welcome to, to shoot me an email and we can we can have a friendly discussion about it. Um, this is the side that these people are on. And that's fine. That's okay. Believe what you want to believe. But they've never explored the biblical narrative and they, they don't understand 
understand that what we are looking at has been prophesied. It's in the biblical, it's in the pages of our Bible. And because they don't know what's in the pages of our Bible, then they're at a loss to see that what we're looking at is something, first of all, that's interdimensional or extra-dimensional, whatever was on my show a couple of weeks ago, insists that it's extra-dimensional, and that's fine. I think we're playing semantics here. The bottom line is they're not from uh, Epsilon Eridani or Zeta Reticuli. They're interdimensional entities that can manipulate space, time, matter, and energy, which defy um, our physics. Um if we didn't have anything about life, if we didn't have this in our biblical narrative, then immediately we would go to, well, these must be our space brothers. But that's not what we're seeing. Everything hails back of a Genesis 3.15 narrative. Their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them. That's from the prophet Daniel, written about 2,500 years ago. It's in chapter 2. Their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them. Well, who are they? Who is Daniel talking about? Who is the angel when he's prophesying of Daniel? Who are they? It's not human beings. The seed of men will mingle. Their seed will mingle with the seed of men. So it's not the seed of men. So who is it? And this is what's incredible about this. It hails back to the Genesis 3.15 narrative. We are in a seed war. We are in a seed war between the offspring of the dragon and the offspring of the woman. We as Christians, in some sense, are tied in with the Proto-Evangelium. We are tied in with the Messiah. We are tied in because we're born again, spirit-filled with his kingdom. But those who don't know him are not. And that's, unfortunately, the majority of people on the planet, um, especially those who are serving the dragon to get wealth and power and fame. All this is real. To the born-again, Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christian, this is how we roll. This is our, this is our world. This is our reality, which is not what we see in, in the natural or the carnal. So when someone makes a statement that we're not alone, he's right, of course we're not alone. But they're not from Zeta Reticuli or Epsilon Eridani. These are interdimensional entities. Their seed is mingling with the seed of men. They are creating hybrids. I mean, what, what sort of drives me nuts about this stuff, I have two whistleblowers, and we released that footage um, yesterday and today on my YouTube channel, L.A. Marzulli. And one of those guys was 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 handpicked. He was in one of the branches of the service. He was picked to because he was really smart and scored like record record in his in his testing and all this stuff. So he's being courted by the brass by these by these big shots, and they're taking him around the bars on Thursday and Friday night, getting them all liquored up. One night they take him. You know he, he's pretty liquored up, and they and they just, the guy is driving way out in the desert someplace. And there's lights in this mountain, and they go up there, and there's a checkpoint and guards, and the whole thing is enclosed. Well, the mountain opens up, and down he goes. And there are all these different checkpoints and sliding doors. It's like something out of a spy movie. And they finally get out of the car, and they walk. And it's this huge underground cavern, and there's there's UFOs there, and there are greys working side-by-side side with American servicemen. Now, I realize that if I say something like that, well, how can you vet a story like that? Well, you can't vet a story like that, except I've got another witness and there's no collusion. <clears throat> people driving me nuts here. There's no collusion between the first witness and the second witness. No collusion. They don't know each other. And they're also separated by at least a year. The second witness came up 
unlike the first witness, he would not come on camera, even with his face pixelated. I had my, it was done on a cell phone. He came up to me at a conference and took me aside. He said, I got to tell you this. And can I vet it? No, I can't. But what he told me was this. He was in um, the military in either, uh, not the CIA, but he was in, in some sort of militaristic type thing. And so was his friend. And they both were retired. So he's over his friend's house. And they're talking shop and politics and all, all this kind of stuff. And his, his friend goes, look, my son came up and told me something, which I got to tell you, because I don't know how to deal with this, and it's really unsettling. And my son is really freaked out by this. So, and he tells, he says the story, you know, the cell phone's pointed to the carpet, but you hear the guy's voice. And basically what it is, his son is working side by side, so-called aliens on engineering craft and doing all this other stuff in a deep underground military base. This is exactly what Whistleblower 1 says, and now Whistleblower 2 is echoing exactly the same scenario. So I've heard all this before. Can you vet it? No, you can't vet it. Uh, but too many people have come up to me at conferences and, at, and, and actually sat down in some of our, in some of our um, films on UFOs. For instance, Karen, who was an abductee since she was like six years old, she tells where she's taken to an underground base. And there are children there. There are many children there. So she's only six, and she's been abducted numerous times until uh, she's finally in her late teens, early 20s, and then she's impregnated, and they come in the third month of the tri- third month of the first trimester, and they take the baby. They take the child. Uh, that's, that's the breeding program. Their yeah. seed will mingle with the seed of men. This is where we are. This is where we are. So to understand the phenomenon, one must understand the entire biblical prophetic narrative. And once a person gets that, it's just like, it's like dominoes. Every, everything makes sense. It all dovetails together. It's a unified theory because what happened in antiquity is once again repeating itself in modernity. Their seed will mingle with the seed of men. Does this start with the fallen angels in Genesis 6? It starts in the garden with Genesis 3.15, where Jesus is in the garden with Adam and Eve and the dragon. And Jesus says, your seed, your offspring will be an enmity at war with the seed, the offspring of the woman. The one coming from the woman, the proto-evangelium, will crush the dragon's head, you'll bruise his heel. That's the Bible. If a person doesn't understand that, then they have, they, they, they're walking along with half the story. They have all the pieces of a puzzle there in front of them, but they can never put them together because without Genesis 3.15, when we get to Genesis 6, don't know what that means. And this is where they shoehorn the ridiculous theory of the golly lines of Seth and the hoochie mamas of Cain. But that's not what's in Genesis 6. And that's not why God confuses the language of the Tower of Babel. And that's not why he destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's not why later on, uh, when, he, when he sends out the spies into the promised land, and then 40 years later, they go in and they conquest the, the promised land because the Nephilim tribes, the mingling of the seed is there. Why are they mingling the seed? To try to stop the birth of Messiah. Think about it. When Messiah is born, when Jesus is born, what happens? Immediately, 
Immediately, they go after um, Herod sends out everybody. They kill everybody. What is it? Four years old and under? Three years old and under? Whatever. The slaughter of the innocents. The slaughter of the innocent. Joseph and Mary, they flee down to Egypt. Isn't that interesting? Out of all the places they could go, they could have gone to Jordan, right? I mean, that's kind of close. No, they flee to Egypt. They just flee to Egypt. They just get out of there. Well, Egypt at one time was the the center of of the dragon's kingdom, especially when Moses and Aaron show up. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of going down rabbit trails here. But unless a person understands the seed war, once again, the Genesis 6 narrative becomes the sons of Seth. Sodom and Gomorrah, well, we really don't understand that. They were really wicked. Well, that's not what we're looking at. Because it says in Jude, the angels who left their first estate and went after strange flesh in a similar manner. So now that Jude is tying those things together, because everybody 2,000 years ago read the book of Enoch. It was They all knew it. And in the book of Enoch, it talks about all this stuff. And unfortunately, today, a lot of the church, oh, don't read the book of Enoch. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not canon. It's not this. Then read it just for history. It opens up the whole Genesis 6 narrative. We are in a seed war. It's been prophesied. This is where we are. Tim made an interesting point yesterday. And I want to see if you can add to this. He said that they that the beings are not extra dimensional because they're having to get material science based um, technology to build these craft, which are not infallible. They do crash. They do break apart and that possibly they could be coming from inside the earth. What are your um, what, what would you surmise would would the possibility of these craft coming inside the earth? Well, there's certainly a possibility of that. I mean, deep underground military bases, um, the the bases that are, you know, way, way deep under the oceans. One of the deepest channels, um, I can see it from my upper deck. It's, it's, it's the Los Angeles channel. It's like right there. I mean, I, I, when I'm on my upper deck, I can see Santa Rosa Island, one of the Channel Islands. Well, that, that, that channel in the Channel Islands is one of the deepest uh, in the world. And there's UFOs flying in that uh, thing all the time, all the time. And people see them. We've had witnesses in our film that talk about the UFOs over Catalina Island. I, when I come down my canyon, I can look right at Catalina Island. So I'm like, the Lord's put me sort of like, oh boy. you know, not in the middle of it, but in the middle LA, yeah, I, on, I gotta on, on some level. Excuse me. We, I have to digress for a minute here. I'm going to Catalina in July. Should yeah. I? Should I? Oh yeah, absolutely. But but if you go in July, then ho- we can do dinner up on topside. Let me know when you're coming in because I'm. Okay. If you, yeah, I'm I'm like right there. <clears throat> Not on Catalina. I'm in Malibu, but the north end of Malibu, and then up in the canyon, somewhere in the Santa Monica Mountains. I think we're leaving uh, at a Dana Point. My my wife made the reservation. I think we're leaving at a Dana Point. We're taking one of those cruise, one of those small cruise boats. Yeah. That- yeah, I just don't want a UFO to upend the boat coming out of the ocean. That's all. Okay. I don't, okay. Want, I, I don't want to be shark bait. Hey, L.A., I got a question. Yeah, there's a lot out there, too. So on, on, the web, on the website of the debrief, the intelligence officer <clears> says <throat> that uh, retrievals of this kind for these craft 
are not limited to the United States, and it's a global phenomenon. Um, what other countries do you know of are reporting that they have these crafts? And before we go there, Dave and I broke down an article. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time cool a white paper from the cia that i uh was able to find and it's it's been declassified since i think 94 but what it was was there was a kgb agent that was located in ukraine and they had uh, reported that you know a platoon of ivans had shot down a craft, and I can only imagine how a bunch of privates saw a UFO and decided to shoot at it, but they were able to take it down. And in this paper, it said that the five gray aliens came out, and they used some sort of a laser light-type weapon, and it turned at least 20 of them into petrified stone. And then the five beings... All four joined hands, formed one big light source, and then plopped up into the sky, not in the craft, kind of just teleported themselves. Um, so we know that the KGB has reported it. Have you heard this from other places? Well, 
I believe that they've been retrieving craft. I mean, Roswell is one that we all know. I was just at Roswell in the debris field last Sunday, by the way, actually Saturday. I spent most of Saturday in the debris field at Roswell, New Mexico, which for me was incredible. And I'll I'll just tip my hand to you. Um, We found we had metal detectors there. We found two pieces of the wreckage from 1947. It was eight inches under the ground. It was about three quarters of an inch uh, long, about a quarter of an inch wide. How do we know it's from the metal? Because the gentleman that we were with, Frank um, Kimbrell, uh, had been out there numerous times and had found other pieces of the wreckage and had it analyzed. So he knows what it looks like. The metal is folded in onto itself, and it also looks like it's been under um, a lot of heat. So we're in the process of getting that analyzed, and that will be in our film. But, um, you know, it's sort of an exclusive here, sort of teasing the audience. But we found two pieces, which is unbelievable. I mean, after after 76 years, right? But it was buried eight inches in the soil. That's that's nine inches right there. So it's buried about that far down. And the soil was really hard. It was really hard to dig in. And sure enough, there was a little, little scrap piece of metal. They didn't get it all. They didn't get it all. So the Russians years ago talked about that. Uh, the Germans talked about their crash in the Black Forest in the 30s. This has been going on. The late David Flynn posited that these crashes were deliberate, that they were deliberate. They were deliberately doing this. And he's written a paper on it, which is absolutely fascinating. Uh, a couple of reasons to get get the get the whole thing started, as it were, uh, show the technology, get the quid pro quo going with the United States government and the other governments of the world. There's been a breeding program that the United States government has known about. I believe that the, the treaty was signed at Holloman Air Force Base with, with Ike Eisenhower years ago, where he disappears with the toothache, not buying that story for a minute. So he goes to Holloman. There's this meeting. There's an exchange. And according to the witnesses that have the information, that because you can't keep stuff like this down. You just can't. People do deathbed confessions. They tell their wife. They tell their kid whatever when they're about to pass. This is what happened. And so word gets out. We've had several of those in our films. Deathbed confession by by Colonel Hill saying that he was flown to Roswell um, 48 hours after the crash. And he was there to interrogate one of the aliens who was alive. He couldn't communicate with it. But the thing had six fingers, large black eyes, silver jumpsuit. And it was a deathbed confession from Colonel Hill. So we know that these things are real. So, you know, Ike's at uh, Holloman and the quid pro quo happens. We'll give you the technology. You give us access to the population. And the treaty, according to from what I understand, they were supposed to tell us who it was they were abducting. Well, that lasted like, you know, less than an hour. Now they just take people and they do it all the time. It's the mingling of the seed. And it's happening in modernity. It's happening right now. Mingling of the seed. Does this tie but in? Yes, there, there's retrieved crash. Ellie, I'm going to sound like I'm digressing, but I'm really not. Bear with me just for a second. Um, I've been talking to a couple of people who are nutritionists, and they've been showing me labels from Kroger grocery stores, from Walmart, and so forth. And right out there, they tell you the ingredients in a lot of our products will cause cancer. 
kind of a slow burn death. Uh, and they're common. I, I would say 50% of our foods, if I were to make a gross estimate, would be tied tied to this. And then you got the vaccine issue and the mortality. The U.S. lifespans decreased two years since the advent of the lockdowns. So w- the question I have for you, given the fact that we can find some quantifiable evidence uh, that the human population is being attacked, does this tie into this depopulation scheme from the globalists? Well, we are looking at the rise of the Antichrist, which, again, has been prophesied in the Bible. I mean, if we are really in the last days, in the end of days, and it's interesting, the angel who's talking about their seed will mingle with the seed of men, he tells Daniel, Daniel, seal up the words of this book. People aren't going to understand it until the time of the end. And then he tells us exactly what the time of the end will look like. Men will run to and fro over the face of the earth. Knowledge will increase. Well, go back you know, 2,500 years ago when, when the angel's telling Daniel this, everything is flatlined. Knowledge doesn't increase at all. Nothing changes. It's an agrarian economy, um, you know, passenger pigeon, and you've got writing, and that's how things are passed around, that type of stuff. There's scriptoriums. It's word by word. Nothing changes at all. I mean, the fastest mode of transportation is a horse. And this is this way from 2,500 years ago until Gutenberg invents the printing press. And all of a sudden, you've got this major blip in, 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 world, in, in the timeline of history. Because now for the first time in, in all of history, the common man can read a book, can read the Bible. Because books, you know, if you had 10 or 15 books in the Middle Ages, you know, before, before Gutenberg and the printing press, you were considered a very wealthy man. The common people, no one read the Bible except the, the clergy, it was, it was off limits to the common man. Gutenberg changes everything. That's a major blip. Well, that's one blip. But when you get to the Industrial Revolution, it starts to take off like this. We are in the, the time of the last days, the time of the end that the angel describes. Knowledge will increase. Men will run to and fro over the face of the earth. I came from California today. I'm in Missouri. I'll speak tomorrow night at Riverbend Calvary Chapel. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to and fro over the face of the earth. Here I am. This is it. We are in the last days. There's no doubt about that. So the enemy is pulling out all of the stops. Um, to your point, it's going to get worse. We know from when you read the book of Revelation how many billions of people perish. It's, it's going to get really off the hook. And the question is, how much of this do we see as the church? How much? You know, the scripture is because you've kept, you know, I will keep you from the day of trouble coming upon the whole world. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're taken out before? We're seeing stuff that I never, we are living in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's all I'll say. We are living it and breathing it right yeah. now. Uh, we're already in it. I never thought she was seeing. Um. When, when you say we'll be taken out, are you speaking about the rapture? And do you think that's real? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Very much so. Okay. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be in a twinkling of an eye. The trumpet will sound and the dead will rise. Imperishable. And we who are alive and remain, I'm sort of mixing two two different scriptures together, will meet those the dead in Christ will rise first. Those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up, herpazo, caught up in the clouds with them. 
to meet the Lord in the air. I mean, there it is. It's an, it's like it's real straight ahead. There's no mystery about it at all. It is going to happen. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up, herpazo, caught up together with those in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be more be with the Lord. I find it really interesting that the dead in Christ, because their bodies, when we die, our body, if we're, if we're born again, a spirit filled, our bodies are earthbound. We don't go up, but our spirits and our soul, they go up. We're there. So at the rapture, somehow he regenerates the body, just like he did with Jesus in the tomb, which is sort of a, um, a, a type of rapture. And the body is then caught up with the spirit and the soul. Don't I have no idea how he's going to pull this together or how it works. But then again, I don't understand the resurrection either. How how did that work? Yeah, um, a lot of mysteries that we need to unravel. You guys I, I think you're right on the direction curve here. So I guess to the heart of the question, that I'm wondering then, based on what you just said about rapture. Uh, these alien entities, are they demonic? Is it a deception? Is it the great deception? What do you think? It is the great deception, absolutely. And remember, Jesus says, do not be deceived, do not be deceived. He says it several times uh, in, in the scriptures, um, and, he, and he links it back to the days of knowing, the days of Lot. I mean, it's like, it's this is, this is why the New Agers and, and the you know the 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 people that are looking for the space brothers they never get it because they don't they don't start from the biblical narrative and without that you can't make sense out of anything but the moment you look at the the biblical narrative and and begin to tie those scriptures together then everything falls in place it's it's a it's as chuck messer used to say it's an integrated message system which is what it is it's an integrated message system it goes like this Everything just dovetails together, and it links everything together. So to the Christian, we know, I know, and I've been banging this drum for decades. This is the coming great deception. And, and a friend of mine, another researcher, uh, Brad Myers, also calls it a coming great deception, because that's exactly what it is. Do not be deceived. Even the elect would be deceived. Jesus says that. Even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. So something is coming, which is unprecedented. And you remember when they show up, <clears throat> they'll say that they created all life on this planet. They genetically manipulated early man. They started the world's civilization, started the world's religions. Now at this critical juncture, they're here to usher us into a golden age. Our next Wrong in evolution. That's how they're going to couch this thing. But if the church is raptured, they'll explain that we had to take them out of here because the people who were taken out were just too, you know, in, in their ways, just just in, in intellectual concrete. They're not ready for the next evolutionary step. So we move them to another planet and, and they'll reincarnate there and, and eventually they'll get it. That's what they're going to say. That's how they'll explain away the rapture. It also explains the uh, focus on conservatism with Christians. Uh, they're, they're, they're creating the image of a group for vilification, just like uh, Hitler did with the Jews. Makes Same a lot thing. of sense, Ellie. Same thing. It fits yeah. together, yeah. Every, yeah, every paradigm is accepted. 
every paradigm is accepted except the Christian one. Yeah. Now, yeah, now all right. of a sudden we're bigots and small minded, you know, all this other stuff. And it's we, like, quit yeah. calling me names. Why don't we talk about the issues? Yeah, I, I, that's a great point. I, when I look at it, okay, the vilification of Christians, but also the vilification of anything that ends in procreation. All lifestyles are being honored that don't pre-create, procreate, no matter how they victimize children or any other variable. It, the, everything that doesn't end in procreation is fair game. Well, the the word the word you're looking for is reprobate, and that's what you know. We magnify Christ. Yes. Um, the the followers of of Lucifer, the dragon, will magnify everything that is reprobate. And because they have control of the governments, they have control of the media, they have control of Hollywood, the music industry, the clothing industry. Hello, Target. How's that doing for you? Um, the, the beer industry. Hi, Bud Light. How's that doing for you? But, you know, the the one <laughs> thing that remains true is that the most feared and hated name on earth is Jesus Christ. It's not anyone else. And because of that, he's always under attack. And because our Lord's always under attack, we're always going to be under attack. And I, I want to ask you a question, uh, L.A., and this is going off of this uh, debrief article. Congress has not been provided with any physical materials related to wreckage or other non-human objects. But this guy began. Beginning in 2022, David Grush provided Congress with hours of recorded classified information that was transcribed into hundreds of pages, with including uh, very specific data about the material. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Materials Recovery Program. So automatically, Materials Recovery Program, Military Industrial Complex, immediately. It's a great but question. Why Why not just let Congress understand? I mean, it's not like our Congress is going to save us from anything. Our Congress every day tries to find out how to vilify us, take away our rights, take away our guns, um, you know, make us eat bugs. So why wouldn't they want to be on the super secret dark agenda with the Space Brothers? And uh, it, why wouldn't they want a slice of that pie? Why Why is it they, they don't think Congress can be trusted with that? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, Congress is a joke in the sense of uh, these elected officials. I had a guy from a deep state lecture me, school me on the way things work. He said, we don't care. Who's in the White House, four years, eight years? You know, we, we, the deep state. He told me this. We, we, we're we here, and we control the narrative. Doesn't matter who's in there. Um, isn't it interesting, you know, uh, Tucker was thrown off of Fox News probably because of the lawsuit with Dominion, speculation, but that might have been one of the, the little underlining things you know, get rid of Tucker and we'll work something out. The other thing was Tucker said on on record, he had a, f- a former CIA guy on, 
basically when Tucker asked him, was the CIA involved in the JFK assassination? The guy said yes. That's the line. You can't you can't cross that line. That's the deep state. You can't do that. And Tucker yeah. did. They were, um, they were the coordinators of the We event. are in absolute no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. And you know, it's a speculation. Can I prove that? Of course I can't prove it. But you know, that's why you have films, um, you know, JFK film, which was just Oliver Stone. It's it's a um a composite of several different theories, but he he weaves them all together masterfully and and shows us that there's no way Oswald could. And I've been in the sixth floor depository building and you can look down, you can pretend you're holding a rifle and you can look down at that X, which is a long way away. The kill shot is when he's coming up Elm. (laughs) That's that's where you shoot him. He's coming right at you. I mean, it's a turkey shot. What do you know about uh, JFK and his idea of alien disclosure? Did that have a role? Was it true? I think that he knew something about it. I think he was trying to get to the bottom of it. Um, You know, they had a chance in 47, and this is our film. We're in post-production on the the cattle mutilation film, and we've we've got pretty much all of our all the shooting done for number number seven, which is Roswell. We probably have at least two films, possibly three, on Roswell. And and our take on the film is that Jesse Marcel Sr. was a patsy. He was the fall guy. This guy, first of all, was the intelligence officer of the 509th bombing group, which was responsible for Nagasaki and Hiroshima. This guy was like, you know, so used to seeing weather balloons, it's a flipping joke. It's an, it's an insult to the man's intelligence. It would be like me walking into a a, a a Bible bookstore and say, hey, L.A., is that the Bible or is that Mark Twain? Are you serious? I mean, it, it's that absurd. No, that's not Mark Twain. That's the Bible. You know, hello. And it's like he was set up. He was a patsy. They had it right. In the first press release, where it says Army recovers flying disc, that's the truth. And then the powers that be in Washington, they call up General Ramey and this whole doublespeak nonsense, which has been in place for 76 years, 76 years this July, when, when, they, when that paper came out, 76 years. And by the way, we actually were in the debris field, not only that, we were in Hangar 84. We got in there. We filmed in there. This is where the records were stored before it was shipped over to Wright Field at the time, now Wright-Patterson. We went into the back room where allegedly the bodies were kept in, in cold storage there, which was very, very strange. So, you know, the film, the film delves into the fact that this massive cover-up was orchestrated by the powers that be in Washington through General Ramey, and and Jesse Marcel Sr. was made to look like an absolute fool. And so our part of our film is to redeem Marcel's name. Part of it is to redeem Jesse Marcel Sr. and Jesse Marcel Jr. But we also, like I said earlier, we've got little pieces of a debris. We do. And I, I know what it looks like because I saw I saw it the day prior in a display case by the same guy, Frank. Frank knows what to look for. He's been out there. 20 times at least. And he's found, like I said, 
10, 15 different, different pieces. They didn't get it all. This thing probably blew apart, and we're not sure how. It's all speculation, but it probably blew apart. He said, Frank told me, and I haven't seen this yet, that the little pieces of metal, when you put them under a scanning electron microscope, it looks like a bullet. You know when a bullet goes through something and it explodes out the back end? That's what these pieces of metal look like on the microscopic level. Something happened and and just punched holes in the metal, microscopic holes in the metal, and the metal is torn like this, and it was heated up. So, I mean, this is not – and he's had, he's had his metal tested, and it's an alloy which is unknown. It's an unknown alloy. So – it's it's the real deal. It's the real deal. Uh, you know, it, it is. It, you know, I you know, my dad was working with the G- captured Germans. I told you this before, L.A., but I think it fits into our discussion here very well. Uh, he asked him, how would you get so far ahead of us? And to a scientist, because he asked him individually and to a scientist, they said, well, aliens. Well, we didn't meet the aliens, as they were asked, but our commanders did. And my dad knew about the penchant for them to do um, the occult. And um this is why I, I, I tell you what my dad told me about a month before he died in 1985. He said wow. that I think we're going to have a great deception with a fake alien invasion. And he said, I'm not the only one that says that. He says, that's a discussion in the intel community that's ongoing in speculation. Um, how does that sit with you? I mean, does this kind of sort of like, was it was my dad actually predicting the future at that time? Absolutely. This is this is where it's headed. People don't understand that if they show up, if they really show up and and look, this whole thing in Vegas, let me just read before I answer that. Actually, I'll answer it. And then let me go to the, the Vegas thing again, because a friend of mine, uh, Rob, uh, gave me some information today on this. And I want to read that. I, I think your dad was completely spot on. This is a great deception. If a mile wide craft appears anywhere, it's game over. The entire grid looks at this thing. The grid lights up. It's UFO 24-7 until we figure out what's... The planet will come to a grinding halt. Everything will stop. Life as we know it does... The the brakes come on, and we do a 180. The whole planet, like COVID, just goes... Will the stock market market crash, and what kind of an effect on commerce will an event like that have? I think it's going to be... It's everything will be everything will be put on hold. No one's going to do anything. Everything's on hold. Lockdown. No aircraft. Everything. Everything stops. The whole planet just stops until we can figure out what this is. Because that's the game changer. If a mile wide craft shows up, then we're not alone. Now what? Are they friendly? Are they are they here to kill us? You know, who are these entities? And and this is the beginning of the B system. Chuck Messler, the late Chuck Messler, used to posit that the Antichrist would boast an alien connection. And that's like, you know, Chuck was talking about that in the 90s. So, look, I don't have all the answers. Nobody does. But I will tell you this, that things are ramping up. Project Blue Beam, fake alien invasion, maybe. The real deal, perhaps. But they're not letting it go. And I just want to read this. This is from Robin. After listening to the first portion of the interview, I noticed a few things. Um, This guy's name is uh, Angel. Angel says he felt the object crash but didn't see it. He felt the impact of it. When he went to the backyard, 
where we saw the light crash, it was um, somewhat smoky. In my spirit, I feel like this thing had its electro um, gravitic generator partially intact still. According to Bob Lazar, that's what causes these things to look invisible. He actually described what he saw was like a light shield. Then he speaks of trying to run and feeling like it was in sleep paralysis, that his head was fuzzy, like he was a little confused. His legs were heavy. He described the beings as being eight to ten foot tall, but uh, not sure how tall they were, but very tall. They were naked, silver-colored, long legs, human-looking, huge eyes, and a large mouth. One alien appeared to be injured after the police came and left. Uh, Angel explains that he heard footsteps on the roof, on his roof, and still felt the oppressive heaviness or goosebumps. He said the next morning he found a lot of footprints that were at least 15 inches long and very deep. Of course, these things would be extremely heavy, as speculated by the scholars of the Nephilim. He also states that the footprints did not look human. He says, in his opinion, that they looked demonic. It wasn't a good thing. It looked like an alien. At one point, he did see a black government vehicle drive past with three men in suits and sunglasses. The license plate said U.S. government. So <clears throat> they never questioned them. They drove off. Um they drove by his house. They looked over things and sped off. So something so, happened there. Uh, it sounds like, yeah, away, so, yeah, it's the Vegas. That's the Vegas description from those kids. Vegas. Right. That's the Vegas description. But if, you, if you're not familiar with Barry Chamish, who passed away a number of years ago, Chamish wrote a book called The Return of the Giants. I met Barry. My book had come out, Nephilim. And I went down where he was speaking, and I just went like this. I just held my book up, and his jaw dropped because we were um, plowing in the same field. Thomas's book talks about in Israel <clears throat> where the giants are coming back. These giants were there. It's almost identical to Angel's story. Eight to ten-foot beings, the silver suits, the large heads, the eyes. It's very similar to what Chamish writes about in his book. So this happened decades ago in Israel, and that's that was the basis of. And Barry went out and and checked all this stuff out. That's why the giants, the giants have returned, and they were not good. Ellie, I got a question for you. Now this is going off the uh, off the rails a little bit. I knew some guys back in the day who had worked at Wright Patterson for the Air Force. Um, both for the Air Force and contracting. And then I knew some guys who worked at Groom Lake. I assume you know where Groom Lake is. Um, sure. and here's something spooky that I've heard from the security apparatus from both these sites. Is that the, and you actually mentioned something. I've never talked about this and, and you jarred my memory. I haven't had this conversation. Uh, well, this conversation probably happened six or seven years ago. Um, but there was where the supposed bodies had laid at, okay? Um, they used to tell me that going through these areas, you would feel a presence. You'd feel a presence. You'd feel a heavy presence. It would get cold. Everything like you would hear with a with a, a demonic haunting of an area. And I used sure. I used to play around with the thought that, you know, these beings, I believe that they're flesh and blood beings. Some people say that they're, Robots and all this other stuff, and you can believe what you want. So I'm just trying to make sense of, of what 
you know, guys with top secret SCI clearance are trying to tell me. And so I, I kind of think like if these were real beings, either they're the hybrids or they are whatever they are and they die and they have anything that is inside them that is a soul or energy that's not supposed to be there, whatever, however you explain this, I'm not, I'm not into ghost hunting too much, but they said that there was a presence in that area. And we know that when the giants died, their spirits, the unclean spirits, became demons and would haunt areas. One of the principalities, as the Bible would speak about. Do you think that there is also the same ability for these? Because there are multiple stories out there from you know different people of the the alien type haunting poltergeist activity, most especially known at Skinwalker Ranch. In my opinion, th- what the enemy does, what the dragon does, is he realizes that the the demons are the disembodied spirits of a Nephilim. That's what they are. They're earthbound, and in order for demons to manifest, they have to inhabit a person, an object, or an animal. Okay? So the dragon kind of goes, hmm, this isn't working for me because I've got all, all these forces and I can't really utilize them. So he creates an avatar. He creates the greys. And the greys, how do I know this? Because Whitley Strieber's book, who no biblical background at all that I'm aware of, in Strieber's book he talks about on the ship, he opens up a drawer and there are the bodies of the greys, like stacked up like cordwood. And he goes, what's, what is this? Because they're avatars. That's why they're expendable. Doesn't matter. They're meat suits. So another woman, her name is Dolly. This is the work of Preston Dennett. Dolly's been taken since she was two or three years old. In my humble opinion, Dolly has the Stockholm Syndrome to the nines. She's been impregnated by them. She can communicate with them telepathically. She's learned to drive the ship, according to her. She's a lifelong experiencer, and she's completely on board with them. Part of what she does is when people are abducted and they're in the room and they're screaming at the top of their lungs and they're terrified, one of her jobs is to try to calm them down. This is all according to the book. So Dolly talks about seeing the greys stack like chairs. You know how you stack up chairs? Just like that. Just like stacking stacking the suits up. So they're avatars. And this explains, when I got there, I remember calling up a late David Flynn. Of course, he was alive then. And I we talked for like an hour on the phone. This makes sense. Once we realize that they're avatars, then David's paper, where it's a deliberate crash, at Roswell, a deliberate crash at Roswell makes sense because he's not losing anything because the demons inside that body are, are just, they just go and get another body. And the reason why they're, they're you know, it's so funny. We've got this truncated view. Well, you can't, you can't hurt angels, LA. Well, yeah, you can, because we know that Michael and his angels fight with the devil and his angels and they're all kicked out. Well, how, how, how can they be kicked out? unless they're hurt, unless they can be wounded. They can't be killed because they're immortal beings, but you can wound one. Somehow you can wound them. Don't ask me how. 
Maybe Steve Quayle with a copper bullet. I don't know, but you can't. But you can't. You can't kill them. But you can wound them. And this is why I know exactly. Hi, Steve. I'm sorry. This is I, why. I <laughs> okay. But I mean, it makes it sense. So they're they're fighting. They can be. They can be hurt. They can be. They can't be killed, but they can be hurt. I got to get going, guys, because well, I know I've been, I've been, yeah. So let's wrap this puppy up if we can. Okay, so I'm going to throw it back to you, and I want you to wrap it up. What, <laughs> what what should the viewers take away from this discussion? We've covered a lot of bases, but if you were to have some main takeaways, what would they be? Well, the, the main the main takeaway is this: that oh well. Of course, that just came in. Of course, UFO makes makes contact with NASA. Yeah, it's a setup for Blue Beam. That's my opinion. But anyway, well, look, this this is the most interesting thing about this. Elliot, Elliot, tell us, tell us why the deception is happening now, along with all the other evildoers all the other evil things that are being brought out. Once again, this is all against the biblical narrative going against the grain, which for one thing, LA, thank you for coming out with the proper biblical narrative and sharing that so that, you know, the masses sitting on their asses can at least know a little bit of truth because you, you have, you have too many Twinkie eating, you know, donut eating, Dr. Pepper drinking people who just, they Google all day long. They don't, they believe everything. Hence why men are wearing dresses. So, you know, tell them what they should probably be paying attention to to avoid the deception. Simply put, um, and and this is going to sound like a shameless plug because it is. um, If if you get our DVDs, we have five DVDs on the phenomenon. You're going to be schooled. I mean, we don't have a time to to get into everything. That's just why we made five. DVDs six, seven, seven, two, and eight are are in production, or six and seven are in post production. The bottom line is it's coming, it's here. It's one thing to say, "Wow, maybe what's going on," but I've been in this doing this thing for decades, warning of the coming great deception, and now it's here, and it ties in. It ties into the biblical prophetic narrative. It ties into what is going on. What is, what is manifesting, um, UFOs are, are exponential. The sightings are going up. They will reveal it. They already are revealing it. Mm-hmm. We are on the 15th rung of a disclosure ladder. Up, 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 up we go with no end in sight until full disclosure. And it's going to happen soon. I'll tell you this. The Lord gave me instructions when I was on vacation. I was skiing. I was in the shower. We were going to go to an undisclosed location and film for three weeks. It's a lot of filming, right? And I'm in the shower, and the Lord just says, don't go. And I go, what? He goes, don't go. So I'm sitting there just like, what the heck? And I get out of the shower. Peggy and I go out for dinner, and I, I can finally confess it. And I go, well, I'm really kind of bummed. She goes, why? What's wrong? And I go, the Lord told me we're, we're not going to go to this undisclosed location and film. And like Abraham, come out of Ur, and I'll tell you where you're going to go. So once I confessed that and, and laid it out and told her we're not going, then the Lord gave me the marching orders. 
He's never done this with me before. And he said, get the rest of the UFO films out before the end of the year. He's never done that with me before. That's never set a timeline. That's get very telling. Wow, that's really disturbing. Get, it is very telling. Get Very disturbing. Get these out before the end of the year. What does that mean? I don't know. I'll tell you one more story. This It's on our YouTube channel, L.A. Marzulli. It came out Friday. Oh, I'm sorry, Monday. This past Monday. So Melissa and Dave live in Alabama. And they live on a five-acre farm. Everything's fenced in. They've got all these animals, about 100 animals that are there. And they feed them and take care of them. Because the Lord said, I want you to raise these animals for the millennium. Okay, so that's their ministry. That's what they're doing. And they've got kids and everything's great. And, you know, but they've got a fence around and double gates and a driveway. No one comes to their front door. They've got they've got dogs. No one's coming to their front door. Right. So Melissa's downstairs and she hears someone knocks on the front door. Well, she immediately freaks out because that never happens. And she runs up and gets her husband, David. David, this is like recent. David comes down the stairs, opens the door. There's a man standing there, jeans and a flannel shirt. Looks like a normal guy. Can I help you? Uh, you know, where are you headed? The guy goes, yeah, I'm walking to Chattanooga. Chattanooga is a five-hour drive from where they're standing. So Dave's kind of going like, you know, no backpack, no water, no nothing. You're walking to Chattanooga. Well, can I help you? Why are you here? And the man goes, well, you know, the Lord told me to, to come here. And so Dave's immediately like, you know, oh, really? And the man goes, this is, this is all in our, in our little YouTube video that we have. It's better when David tells it. I'm telling it secondhand. So, you know, Dave goes, well, you know, why? Why did the Lord tell you to come here? And he goes, well, the Lord, the Lord told me to give you an answer to your question. It's like, wait a minute, just time out right there. You know, what do you mean, my question? Melissa and Dave are really into going home with the Lord. They're really into the millennial kingdom coming, that we're no longer living in Sodom and Gomorrah. The king is in Jerusalem. It's the millennium. The rapture has occurred. So the question that they've been praying, I'm not making any of this up. The question that Dave and Melissa have been praying for months, Lord, you know, when, when is it? When is the rapture? Okay. So this guy who he's never met with the jeans and the flannel shirt goes, God sent me here to give you the answer to your question. And the answer is, it's sooner than you think. So Dave, Dave runs back into the kitchen and starts telling his wife. And then he's there for like two minutes. And he comes out, looks for the guy. The guy's gone. Not anywhere's there. He runs out, opens up the gate. You know, gets past the dogs, runs down the driveway, looks in both directions on the road as far as you can see, no guy. And I'm laughing at this point. And I go, well, let me ask you something, Dave. When you were talking to this guy, were you having trouble thinking? And he goes, LA, yeah. How did you know about that? And I said, and he goes, what was that? And I said, you were entertained by an angel. The Lord sent an angel to give you a word. And then you're telling me, and hopefully it will go viral on our little platform, or at least it will be repeated, that it's sooner than you think. Yeah. And he sooner didn't know what the think. question was. How would the guy know what sooner than you think? That's all. Get prepared. 
I'm not a date setter, but we we are in unprecedented, uncharted waters. Yeah, Buckle true. up. That's true. L.A., how do people follow your good work? LAMarzuli.net, LAMarzuli.net. On the YouTube, it's L.A. Marzulli. We're on Rumble, same thing. Um, we're working on number six, which is on cattle mutilations, number seven on Roswell, and number eight is what is the truth? And we've got people on both sides of the aisle. we got Nick Pope, George Norrie, Nick Redfern, to name just a few, who believe in the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Then you've got Gary Stearman, Mondo Gonzalez, yours truly, and other people, uh, Derek Gilbert, Josh Peck, coming on the record, giving their truth. So what is the truth? What are we looking at? And I think uh, all the films will be out before the end of the year, God willing. So we'll see. I'm glad to see you taking that advice. Well, L.A., it's been an honor to have you on the show, as always. And I appreciate you sharing this. Honor's all mine, guys. Uh, people, the warning is good, LA. People need to get close to the Lord because that's about the only form of protection I believe we deal. have. Doug, concluding remark before we sign off. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, Maranatha. Uh, I don't want to be around when World War Three with Gen Z and uh, whatever Gen Trans and you know the aliens start. So, LA, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah. Um, I will say this: you said that that guy. <laughs> said that uh, he didn't know what to say in front of the man who might have been an angel. Well, the kid who was out there in Las Vegas who experienced quite the opposite said that he was frozen stiff like he had sleep paralysis. Yeah, that's that's what yeah, that's exactly what it is. So probably in, probably it. induced. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we're going to sign off oh, yeah. and to our audience. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope you can take something positive away from this and uh I think it's spelled with a four-letter word, L-O-R-D. We'll see everybody later. Take care. God bless. See you later. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.